Welcome to the awesome pod makes you are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema." Today I'll be talking about Marvel Studios' What If Season 2 Episode 9. To quote Guillermo del Toro, animation is cinema. This episode's title is What If Strange Supreme Intervened? The episode is written by Matthew Chauncey and directed by Brian Andrews. Marvel Studios' title sequence begins. It includes prominent moments from What If Season 1 and 2. I love it so much. It parallels the 616 MCU shots. Tony in his Sakar and Armor with the line I am Iron Man. Happy Hogan in his freak form with the line, "Oh, I got Hulk blood pumping through me." Star Lord T'Challa from season 1 with the line, "There's an entire world out there, Baba." Bill Foster with his line, "Go big or go home." Gahorty appears. Red Guardian appears with the line, "I'm the night, I'm the wind." Though he is not appeared in any of the episodes, maybe season 3. Strange Supreme appears. Peggy Carter appears with her Union Jack shield with the line, "The name is Captain Carter." Peggy tosses the Union Jack shield toward the camera. The episode begins with the watcher's narration about Peggy Carter and her journey up till now. London, 1602. Peggy is glad to see Strange Supreme because she was worried she would be stuck in this universe forever. Strange Supreme changes Peggy's ale to single malt. It's a handy trick he's performed for Thor and for Ragnarok and Christine Palmer in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Peggy checks with Strange if he can offer her a lift home. Strange Supreme invites Peggy to his office. The watcher gives us a condensed version of how Strange became Strange Supreme and how Captain Carter and Strange Supreme teamed up in the previous season as Guardians of the Multiverse. What if title sequence begins? Strange calls his humble abode Sanctum Infinitum. Peggy is concerned about Strange because he has been all by himself. Strange introduces Peggy to Infinity Ultron, Thanos and Loki all trapped in a prism. When I saw a prism containing a young Peter Quill, I was like, what is Strange up to? Peter changed once he could reconnect with his mother and her music. Peggy thinks this is Strange's penance. The way Strange reacts and says, "I knew you would understand," made me feel something is off. There's something about the way Benedict Cumberbatch delivers his lines that lets me know if he's being honest or not. It's a rare quality he possesses. Strange needs Peggy's help with something. Peggy just wants to go home. Strange struggles to express as if he's thinking on his feet to find the right words to convince Peggy. Peggy guesses that one of the dangerous killers has escaped. She mentions the names of some movies I'm guessing she has seen: Gremlins, Aliens, Jurassic Park. Strange thinks that Peggy is convinced but Peggy is actually considering what the watcher told her about not intervening. Strange makes a point about the watcher not always being right. He follows it up with Peggy's decision to save the 1602 timeline. Strange turns a dial with rooms around it and multiple windows of portals appear. It's the rotunda of gateways from the first Doctor Strange movie. 
Strange opens a portal to South Dakota's badlands where he lost her trail. I was like, why can't Strange get to her by himself? He's a sorcerer. Strange gives Peggy her revamped armor. The Watcher narrates that in South Dakota Badlands universe Red Skull won. Project Rebirth was unsuccessful because Steve and Peggy died in the blast. Cahoti zips through the forest. It is reminiscent of Quicksilver from the opening sequence of Avengers Age of Ultron. Cahoti knocks off Peggy a couple of times. Finally, Cahoti catches Peggy's shield the same way Bucky catches the shield when Steve Rogers throws it at him in Captain America the Winter Soldier. Cahoti has a conversation with Peggy. Cahoti says, let me guess, he asked you to help him save the multiverse. Cahoti reveals that she's not the universe killer. Strangers, Cahoti returns Peggy's shield. Cahoti says, my name is Cahoti and I think we can help each other. Peggy replies, Peggy, Peggy Carter. Cahoti reveals she's not Peggy's enemy and that delusional Red Anaris is lying to her. Strange's runes appear and Peggy and Cahoti get sucked into the portal beneath them. Back at Sanctum Infinitum, Strange blasts Cahoti with a beam of energy and thanks Carter for capturing her. Peggy questions Strange, what's going on? Strange's response is he's just tying up loose ends. Cahorty checks with Peggy if Strange told her about the forge. What forge? My thoughts exactly. Strange doesn't want Peggy to listen to Cahorty. Cahorty reveals that Strange isn't trying to gather universe killers, but righteous heroes as well. He's gonna feed everyone to the forge. He isn't trying to save universes. He's trying to resurrect his universe, the one he destroyed. And pray tell, how's that gonna work? Peggy realizes Strange is trying to bring back Christine. Come on, Peggy, save Cahorty first and then have a conversation with Strange. Strange was counting on Peggy to understand because she too has lost the love of her life. Oh, Strange, you've learnt no lessons from the previous season. You are under the impression that Peggy would do the same for Steve? Hell no. Finally, Peggy steps in to save Cahorty. High time, Peggy. Peggy reveals she would never do this for Steve. Neither would Steve want her to do that for him. The price is too high. Strange says, In the grand scheme of things, it's a small price to pay. This line is similar to the one Strange says in Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Strange hurts Cahorty. Peggy tries to fight Strange but he has some protective shield. Peggy notices the prisms. She tosses her shield and breaks the prisms containing heroes and villains. Freak Hogan, Star-Lord, Infinity Ultron, Corvus Glaive, Cowboy Loki, Chitauri Soldier, Asgardian Soldier, the Great Protector Dragon, Cull Obsidian, Captain Marvel and the Collector appear. Peggy thinks this should keep Strange busy. Peggy tells Cahorty that they need to destroy the forge. Cahorty uses her super speed to take Peggy to the forge. We see a silver head when Wu fighting. Korg fights the Collector. The gnome from season 1 runs away. Another prism breaks and Falk appears. We see assassin rocket raccoon, dark elf, scrolls and Drax the Destroyer. Peggy realizes starting a riot with universe killers wasn't her best idea. Cahorty takes Peggy away from the scene and they reach a room filled with zombies and zombie Wanda. 
Peggy tries to shield herself from Wanda's energy blasts. Cahoti takes on Wanda. Peggy sticks to fighting zombies on the ground. Cahoti teleports Wanda. She comes back to the ground and fights alongside Peggy. Now the zombie's eyes glow green instead of red. Peggy checks with Cahoti what she did. Cahoti reveals she didn't do anything. We see Hela with Fenris. She used the same trick to resurrect the dead in Thor Ragnarok. Typical Hela wants them to kneel. Cahoti warns that it didn't go well the last time someone asked her to kneel. Hela claims she is the goddess of death. But Cahoti stands her ground and can flip Hela's blows. Surtur steps in claiming to be Asgard's doom. Hela and Surtur fight. Peggy and Cahorty use this opportunity to escape. As they are escaping, a portal opens and Thanos steps in with his infinity gauntlet and all the stones. One snap and Thanos turns to dust just like when Tony snapped in Avengers Endgame. Cahorty reveals she didn't do that either. In comes Infinity Killmonger as his theme plays in the background. Peggy realizes they'll need to have the Infinity Armor to stand a chance against Strange. Cahorty uses her powers to remove Killmonger from the armor and portals him away where everyone's fighting. There we see two Thors clash. Now Cahorty takes the credit because it was her. Peggy sports the Infinity Armor and the stones. Peggy says, fits like a glove. This should even the odds. The glove that fits is like the Infinity Gauntlet. The Sanctum Infinitum begins to quake and Cahorty realizes Strange has started the forge. They need to stop him now. The forge has a gyroscope-like design. Peggy wants to know how to destroy it. Strange appears and reminds Peggy that he has defeated the Infinity Armor once before. Peggy says she wasn't in it before. I love Peggy's confidence here. Peggy uses the power stone to power up her armor and her shield which she tosses at Strange. The shield knocks Strange on his head. Cahorty and Peggy use their powers together to fight Strange. Strange unleashes the three dragons like he did in Season 1 and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Peggy fights the dragons with her shield. Cahorty uses her powers to destroy the forge. Finally, Peggy uses the Power Stone and wraps Strange with his three dragons. Peggy tries to use the Power Stone on the forge to shut it down. Peggy tosses her shield at Strange but he flicks it away. Peggy portals her shield back to her. Cahorty uses her Tesseract powers and Peggy uses the Power Stone to bring Strange down. Cahorty says, You've lived in solitude far too long, Strange. Perhaps you've forgotten there are more of us than there are of you. Strange uses the duplication spell like he did in Avengers Infinity War. Peggy uses the reality stone to make duplicates of herself. When all of the Peggy's charge toward the many strains, he transmutates them into butterflies just like he did in Avengers Infinity War. Cut to black screen. We hear Steve's voice from the first episode of What If. Peggy opens her eyes and can't believe it's real. Steve goes the extra mile to convince Peggy. Peggy notices a butterfly and then a glitch where Strange is posing as Steve. Peggy blocks Strange's punch and punches him in the face. Strange levitates and opens multiple portals to feed the heroes to the forge. We see Proxima Midnight and Hela first and others follow after. 
The others include Cahorty's Skyworld friend Adharks. Cahorty says, the protection around the forge is weakening. I can portal them all home. Cahorty uses her powers to stop the heroes from falling and sends them back through the portal. When everyone starts to fall again, Peggy uses the Time Stone to freeze everything and reverse it. Strange is the master of the Time Stone. He still possesses the Time Stone from his universe in the eye of Agamotto. Strange threatens to finish Peggy and resurrect his world. Hela tosses her crown toward Peggy and says, Give him hell. Thor gives away his Mjolnir, Wenwu his ten rings and Falk his sword. Peggy uses the sword to knock Strange out. Cahorty creates the portal beneath to save the falling heroes. Cahorty takes Mjolnir and the ten rings, while Peggy takes Hela's crown, Thalk's sword and her shield to fight off Strange. In this final fight, Strange slowly transforms into the monster he became toward the end of What If. Strange lost his heart instead of his hands. Peggy warns Strange that it's over. She even tries to appeal to the human side of Strange to do the right thing. Peggy and Cahorty get beaten down and the Infinity Stones scatter away from Peggy's armor. Cahorty uses her powers and portals the stones toward Peggy. Cahorty's magic is holding the Infinity Stone so that it doesn't affect Peggy when she uses it to defeat Strange. The impact of the Infinity Punch separates Strange from the monster he had become. The gyroscope breaks and Cahorty informs that the forge is gonna explode. Peggy says, you built this. Come on, Strange, there has to be a way to stop it. Strange reveals his grief is too strong and it's grown beyond his control. What is grief if not love persevering? The monster takes control of Strange and takes Peggy along to jump into the forge. Peggy still fights him and jumps up to save herself. We see Strange and the monster separate momentarily as they fall to the forge. White Flash Peggy finds herself in the nexus of all realities with the Watcher. She confirms with the Watcher if she's dead. The Watcher confirms that neither her or Cahorty are dead. He sent Cahorty back to her universe. White Flash We see Central Park where Christine Palmer walks up to a bench and sits down. Peggy realizes Strange's plan worked, but the Watcher clarifies it was at the cost of Strange's life. He was never born in this universe and never will be. The Watcher reveals that Peggy saw the good in him and that's what saved his world and conquered his demons. The Watcher continues to say, The multiverse didn't need me to intervene, Peggy, it just needed you. A butterfly flies toward the Watcher and lands on his finger. I remember a similar butterfly that Strange touched when the Ancient One sent him to the cosmos. I think this butterfly is strange. The Watcher asks, So ready? Finally to get back to your universe. Of course, she needs to find Steve and save him. Though she wants to take a scenic route home. Something that's worth seeing along the way. We see the Watcher take Peggy to the Yidrasil Tree of Life from Loki. Peggy needs to know about this Loki's sacrifice. I hope the Watcher can take Mobius to Loki as well. Season 2 was so much better in terms of animation. They even dropped the scene from Season 3. I'll surely cover Season 3 when it releases until then. You can listen to the awesome pod mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts and Good Pods.
If you like what I'm doing, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash awesomepodmix. Thanks for listening.